Someone's at the... <clears throat> Good morning, it's Barbie. Someone's at the door. It's like, I have to... Wait a second, hold on here. Oh. Good morning, Barbie. Whoa. What are you doing? It's a surprise to see you. We don't have an appointment this morning. <clears throat> well, I know, I, I know that, uh, I know that you heard you were in the neighborhood. Well, I, I was wondering, Barbie, I really wanted to know if I could just read the story this morning. I'm hot to read this story, and I'm wondering if you'd allow me to read. Oh, sure, sure, here, you know, here. No problem. Just let me get set up here. Oh, it's heavens. Would you like some coffee? Oh, hey. Whoa. A lot of change in here. What in hell did you do now? Well, I, I, I thought, you know, I like, what do you think of the new colors? Yeah, yeah. The yellow and the pink. Uh... It, it's a little, little bright. It's a little, it's a little big. Well, I'm trying to tone it down. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to tone it down. So, anyway, get in your mood. Uh, there's a little bunch of stuff around here. Alrighty then. <clears throat> enough. Good morning. This is uh, Tess Free. Um, I'm over at Barbie's. She's gracious to let me in. I wanted to uh, read this story. It's a story of two dreams. No, two lifetimes in one dream. And uh, it's a dream, but it's the most realest thing I've ever, I mean, I can't even separate from it. It's so real. Uh, and I've had these dreams were, are very, very old. One is from childhood and the other one is when I was in my 40s or something. Anyway, here we go. This is called The Erie Canal Digger. And... I uh, finally put this to paper in 2016. All right, here we go. This is a dream. Finally, and to my chagrin, my life went on within the normal ranges of sickness in the American cultural mind. While at the same time, my heart grew from various instruction. I was doing spiritual practices and taking organic medicinal, medicinal native plants. And one night I had this dream, very, very, very scary dream. Uh, and it really kicked my ass so bad that the next day, I couldn't get out of bed, and I couldn't move, and my whole back was all out. So I dreamt long and slow and vivid and hard, 
and it took all of my energy to be into that dream. My blood curdled and I was surely convinced I was killed in real life as, as I was killed there in the distant clear smoke of the muckland dirt crammed in my mouth and up my fucking nose. In all my life, I was never more certain I was dead. Killed by my Indian, killed by an Indian, but turns out to be my Indian in the prime of my life. I'm around 40 years old. Somewhere in this, I had felt that I had to suffer the dull physical pain, the passing out pain, as so I would know how others had to suffer under the pale face westward expansion. My Indian was giving me his message and the energy came into me and I knew right then that I had to pay karma back for not caring about him, for not standing up and for asking questions and for being lazy. Yep, I died right out there in the dirty bowels of the Erie Canal in 1816 with my Indian guide, killer, savior, death, renegade partner holding me and saying to me, you knew better, you knew better, you knew the life cycle. What have you done with your soul, you pale man? The job you do as a slave for money is killing all of us. Think of it. Every one of us dying so they get rich. To he scowled and he whispered. You all united the tribes of all those Finns and Scots and all those people to fight the king and how can you spitting in disgust I repelled him. I disgusted his integrity, his love of the earth and God, and oh, the shame I felt. In the dream, too, was the giant gorilla question, pulsating just like the mother bird who flies round and round and will not land on her nest, wanting to feed her babies. The big gorilla sign on the wall said, What are you doing with the land I rented you? You don't own it. I was her guest, and rather than seeking money outside my home, I seemed to howl more about life and death relations of everything on the land. The stuff grown on her, the shit humans tried to flush into her as their big fucking personal toilet. I started to feel protective toward her, and I fought, fought hard. I learned my Indian's disgust through his eyes looking at me and had to lock eyes with him until I felt repulsed by my own fucking rotting self. Right then and there, I had to get tough to kick my own ass if I was going to go on. How much did I owe the land? What can I do to best tend? What, what am I doing to help the giant big deal, long view, generation, generation plan. 
Plagued and haunted in my belfry, I breathed out the question. I felt no relief except to clear the debris in cobwebs in my head. Dying, I was still thinking. Land. Working the land on the Erie Canal. That's one view. Yep. Yet, I am born by the sea. I know water. I got to know both the land and the sea. <clears throat> As a child to its parents' voice, the lake and the land are my soul's memory. I was always by the sea, here or there, and the boat ride here made me want to live when I got here. I turn toward life. I am there. You are born by the sea and you're part of the Erie Canal plotting and planning scenery and operations in all climates and your dreams said it was so. I helped build it. I was proud to have a job doing it. I wanted to work. I felt it. I smelt it and I died in it. I left my blood there on that black rich near peat soil. <clears throat> in life it seemed you couldn't get away from the dream who said who you were in sleep the excruciating pain Overloading shovel after shovel of mucky, wet, black, heavy dirt as real as fierce, pulling strong leather back rope muscles as you lift it and heave muck over the edge. Up and over, up and over, I screamed to God for mercy. Oh, I'm dying. Stop, oh, help me. It's no use. I was failing, failing out of life, and then my death partner saved me. He shot his spear full force, and on its way now, I will die again for sure. Yes, me, the tall, thin man, plain tuckered, worn out, tattered, barefoot in the mud, gaunt from alcohol, keep my appetite down. Lord forbid all us fucking immigrants live here in America. Plenty of us have to die off. Well, it ain't gonna fucking be me, I says, waving my peace sign. My life went on in front of me. Here I planted myself, heaving shovels of mud up and over the edge of the clay muck ditch while spit drooled my mouth. I'm a canal digger, digging the famous Erie Canal. I'm a horse pulling this and that, shoving that and this was all I could muster my Indian to deliver me from death. Hungry and thirsty, I pressed on working as the rain fell on my worn out hat and rain dribbled flowed off into my mouth as I turned away from the spear, knowing my Indian had found me and oh, the pain in my back. <clears throat> Still feel it. 
I grabbed my side and arched backwards and turned to the left to see in there squatting. He was there again on one knee, bare-chested, with his black hair and one feather and his painted pony meandering in the background, sniffing and nibbling goodies of Mother Nature. He had been there a long time watching me, his mouth salivated. He was not big. She was a small man, about 35, but rugged as hell and bone-thin built. He was not cold either, like me. His pants were pulled up. He didn't mind squatting in the mud, delivers forceful blow to my side. Why are you killing me? Why are you killing me? I said, and he said, you have to die because you know better than to dig this waterway. You know the sick, pale ghosts are coming, intending to kill all of us. You know better than they do. A mistake, a mistake. This, he must think I'm someone else. And I say, wait, what about my children? What about my starving children and my family? What am I going, what are they going to do? You starving fucking work, workhorse. He's holding you at Spears Point. He's taking aim. What should I have done? I worked to survive. What should I have done? With this unanswered question in the air between us, he thrust his long spear, and it pierced me, and I slumped over, and that is how I died there in the mud. Oh, how I hoped he would tell me what my real purpose in this life was. Instead, he blamed me, screaming, You should know better. You should have known better. How the hell am I supposed to know when no one is teaching? No one is teaching anything. I asked as, as the bird fluttered satisfaction. These searching answers take eons to learn, hurting with loneliness and pain. And I don't surely give a flying fuck about it either, the fucking Indians. This is too, hurt, too hard. This is all too hard, I'm saying now to the Indian. You're, this is all too hard, and I have a tantrum. I can't do this. Then my Indian killer came down to me, and when I died, his face close up in mind, his eyes held the black pain of decades of death, starvation, and disease, and my eyes, too, were full of crying, slaving on land to keep the nobles rich. We loved in pain. We knew and were known. Look! There goes a free man, they all shouted, as the surf barefoot peasants who ran off to become survivalists in the forest with their Indian minds, not long ago creeping in on the indigenous, you know, the ones who were there when they, when they went into the woods, when they came in to conquer them. Indigenous means the ones who were there when the other ones came. The people who are killed running from the gun and now all these kinds are everywhere on earth. Land working people's souls, touching the soil, hence the great soul, all in one understanding. Our locked gaze to each of our hearts melted in universal peoplehood to not kill our spirits again but to live as one person's soul, 
dedicated to living with the land and animals and not against it. <sighs> My Indian who killed me made me safe. I agreed to something. I felt done with God over me up there in the sky, tormenting me. And I was able to release letting my soul out into the Indian's arms. He claimed me for the good God all around me in nature. In exchange for safe passage, I promised him I'd be born again and do better at being Indian, damn it. My gig is up. I have a promise to keep. A freaking tough one. And this shit freaks me out too, you know. And for my honest promise, my Indian guide held and petted me peacefully while I died. Yes, he held me in death. He let my body go as the putrid sinner I was, a foul Irish white man. No one mourned. But my guide hoped I was a man of honor. Still, he filled the air with his, I don't know, just to cover his own ass before the Holy Ones. My Indian... <clears throat> kicked me face up down in the mud. I came out of my body and rose to see myself lying there, still as a church mouse. He had thrown his long spear into my back and it landed on my left side, throwing the front ribs, pinning me to the ground. Well, now for sure I have to be reborn again for having messed up with the natives. Now I knew. I really felt I knew what I did. I could never have reached this spear to pull it out. And it's so funny, no one ever ran toward me to help. Everyone else ran the other way as they thought they were under attack. One Indian, one man, trading my life for his, uh, is for his idea of life. This is to be. I'm sorry for all I've done, and I give up my spirit to the Sky Queen Holy Ghost. Slumped over, I felt my blood warm the cold rain and black muck under my cheek. I smelled the campfire beans seasoned with shoe leather. A crowd gathered, looking at the fire, stirring the beans, saying, They came for me. I saw the light rain, rainfall on the gaslit people standing around me. They don't know me and are do-gooders and they have puffy hats on. Oh no, the heathen congregationalist English will try to get me to believe in King Henry rather than the Pope and these are my death true crew? Come torture me? Where are my people? Where are my kind? Alone, I'm screaming for comfort. I see them sideways and write them side up in my mind, thinking, I'm going to tell them I'm just too busy. I can't go with them, and they'll just go along. 
I, without much fuss, I rose up out of my body from the air, and I could see the long, stark, sharp canal that was being dug across the land of upstate New York. Cut in a straight line, there they go, straight line again across the land, scarring and making a gash in her. Cutting her open like they do their steaks of beef, ruining the sounds of peace, causing all the animals to flee and scatter. Seems so ugly, the scars these men gash, as my face contorted into a gargoyle screaming. Stop it, stop it, leave her alone, I muttered and brokenhearted. They're so unconcerned about anything other than money. Ask Elon Musk. How wrong is that? I guttered in a foul yelling roar from the blue goddess Kali in her full destruction blue face holding all of her slashed off body heads and her many thirteen arms screaming, Stop it! I am the last sacrifice, Jesus said. Listen to the scientists, Greta said. I wasn't far from Albany where I could see the soldier fort miles off with the corrals of cows they ate and the horses they whipped. Maybe the soldiers would come galloping to save me. Ah, but for me, it's just all too late. There, too, in the distance, is the mighty cool Hudson begging everyone for a freezing cold dare dip. Oh, goddess, give me sight. Let the light dawn on me. My very last thoughts are, I'm coming back soon and I know it. I dreaded for my kids, but I know they would be taken good care of. Next thing I know, I'm reborn. Again, not far from there, in one of the seaside towns being lapped up by the Great Lakes and becoming a stopping place for boats here on the Great Erie State Barge Canal. Well, I was born again. In both planes of dreams of lives. It was excruciating pain. I was bent over. I woke up in a dream saying, these damn Indians are everywhere. I see them everywhere. And I got messages that said, read the signs. Yes, split spirit, that's me, many layers. And now I believe every day is interrupted with so many signs. But what do I do with all this information from so many past people trying to influence? I want to know, is this is my lifelong search. I'm undirected. I live by signs and I'm too insecure to interpret them. <clears throat> oh, I see them all right. 
Ignore them as I would be fool enough to do. No spirits gave up on me and came and came and came many times for me to get it. That's love. That's the rope love. The yellow strand of gold from animal to all knitted together. They do not, will not give up on people as long as we do not give up. I struggled to imagine payback for what I had done. I questioned fairness. I questioned equality of pain. I questioned the long view, seventh generations. I questioned the effect of my thoughtful actions upon the land and tried to imagine what exactly would free me from karmic payback for digging the Erie Canal and ruining my back in such horrible pain. <clears throat> so, I imagine a kind of life that would really kick my ass with lessons, a hard life in cold climate where it would get colder and lonelier and there in that place no one would want me. That ought to pay the back the Indians, right? That ought to pay back for the Indians, I asked out loud at the Lakeshore line. I thought that might be a fair trade, you know. Indian teachers stopped by to see me from the Midwest tribes, plains people, the wind wanderers, the floaters on land. I don't remember what kind because I knew he was a ghost, had white blood in him too, and he was wrestling. I knew to move him along and gave him a crow's foot I had bought from a Vietnam vet in New York City with my son who cherished it for years. It was the right time to pass on Indian relic to another who needed to leave it and follow the lighter path. I gave him some hair for my healing. He said he would heal me. Now I wonder what he has done to heal me. He was Apache. He was not the Indian who killed me, and he didn't know anything about that. In him, I was able to feel the expansive space of the great plains in my heart, so huge and yellow with golden crops. A depth occurred. He taught me the wandering ghost needs direction and love to move on. I have to love myself first, then sounds will come easier. Yeah, that would suit me just fine. Suffer a while, yeah, yeah, the lake wave said with the thudding clamors and rolling rocks. You know what I mean by those rolling rocks? That rumble? I came back to Earth in this particular incarnation, both to know Indian land and play back kar payback karma. I was quick to adapt geographic design I like so well. Take a giant lake and call it great. Then line the shore with lapped up glacier, polished giant blue-gray boulders. Leave some huge and grind some down fine white sand. Admire the curved line of the shore kissing the green land and follow the shoreline until the river flows in. And then you have a stable point for landing a ship, a harbor. After imagine shallows in the harbor, go upstream in the river, finding a perfect place to add a shipping lane right next to the mighty rushing rocky riverbed falls. Make the lane deep and still and put locks in a hand-dug ditch and bowie boats up and down and slightly lifted terrain of upstate New York and bam 
You've invented and built the Great Erie Barge Canal. Oh, the freedom to travel on the waterways with detours to smaller ports thrown in on the way to the St. Lawrence or to New Orleans. Yeah, that's where poor little you lived. Once with the waterway, men would walk along the side to haul the great resting boat silently by ropes over the flattened canal. Is this the right way? Is this the right way? They never asked. This is where I was born. The wind and the birds told me there was somewhere to go, somewhere where the water comes from from to get here. I wanted to fly, to float, to run, to not be here. Here, I wasn't welcomed, not seen. Now all I had to do was leave town with the rushing, raging river and leave on the boats passing. I always knew I wasn't from here anyway. The nature was wild with lightning and huge raging snowstorms. My mom said I had Indian blood. Ha! <laughs> that wasn't true, but I imagined it. I went on very lost until I learned a great piece of New York's history that I did not know as a child. And when I learned about all the Indians of Central New York, I said, oh, that's what's wrong with me. I was able to name the gray smoke ball in my guts. Immediately, I got the long view of time, still warming to the retreats of our glacier friends yet crying with them. We see her draw in her skirt hem, retreating to non-existent wallflower positions. A Renaissance memory experienced in short lives with both beauty and shame. What could be truer, Arctic bluer? Indian sorrow is witness. I knew instantly I felt that kind of energy lost as a kid, yeah. I had the broken heart for the earth, the fish flopping wildly on the dock, gasping for air, the meat blood red ground up dead animals in the supermarket glass windows, protecting the cauliflower ear kid from the beast who had hurt him. I cried for falling trees. I knew Indian spirit, Indian sorrow, the ache to be with nature again, spear in hand, finding food, not killing men. The desire for deep peace so art could come out of safety and calm the butchering soul. I couldn't face it then. I didn't know that darkness, what it was, but it was that deepness that called my name. Off I went out into life in search of my purpose, a fully formed Remembering, functioning, former Erie Canal digger. The end.
Test free. Thanks for listening.